going to talk about fitness, specifically when you're on the road traveling. I think a lot of people find it challenging to squeeze fitness in when you're on the road. But today, our special guest is Jeff Lund, who's the company manager of Cirque du Soleil. The production is called Totem. Many of you may have seen it. It's amazing. And he is on the road almost all year long, so he has a lot of ideas for us. Hi, Jeff. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So as company manager of Cirque du Soleil, you're on the road all the time. And yeah. You're pretty fit. I know you're pretty fit because you just finished an amazing uh, marathon, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But can you give us some of your tips for staying in shape while you're on the road? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, thank you for hosting me on your show as well. I'm very excited to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, you know, fitness is, is something that's ongoing every single day of, of our lives. And uh, I joined uh, the touring production uh, called Totem with Cirque du Soleil uh, just over two years ago. So before that, I spent uh, 10 years, uh, my home's in Las Vegas, and I was working at the resident shows there. So uh, a daily fitness routine was pretty simple and easy to do. You could get up, you could run, you could go to the gym, go to the pool, that sort of thing. And it was just integrated into your normal you know, activity in a, in a life where you have a home. Uh, since joining Totem two years ago, literally, I live on the road 100% of the time. And I, I tour the world with uh, the circus, which it can definitely have its uh, challenges when you move to a brand new city, uh, trying to figure out, you know, where's the closest running path, where's the closest swimming pool, um, where's a safe area to go bike, that sort of thing. So um, it can be a challenge. But one of the things I've done is uh, I started a little running group on Totem. There's about nine of us that uh, run. We're all different fitness levels. And uh for me, it's important to support people who just want to get out and do some sort of physical activity, and you don't have to go out and you know, run a half marathon or a full marathon the first time you're out, but sometimes it's just getting people out there to do um, you know, a one-mile walk to start. And uh, right. I really found that the fitness level on tour was not, uh, you know, amongst the athletes, absolutely, you know, they're world-class athletes. But oh, my gosh. Can we just we just stop here? Because if anybody if anybody out there in the podcast sphere hasn't seen Cirque du Soleil, those athletes are, I mean, amazing. So they're they're in incredible shape. And the things that they the physical feats that they perform on a nightly basis are crazy. So we're not talking about those athletes. We're talking about some of the other people that might be the, the creme de la creme world class. Right, you know, right, top athletes, the Olympians that work here as well, and so they, you know, they just inspire being around them, sure. uh, you know, with their physicality of what they look like, and then plus what they can do. So, you know, I've I work with forty six athletes of that caliber on totem alone. So that that also supplies a little bit of inspiration every day. Um, yeah, I you know, guess you eat with them in the kitchen, or you, you know, you see them in the artistic tent, that sort of thing. So um, that's definitely a component that does help to keep you motivated Mm -hmm. but really you know it's just motivating uh for me at this point in in my fitness events that i do it's really getting people who are not uh into fitness and helping them find uh what excites them to get them motivated so that's really what uh what really gets me going is like i've got to help other people get out there and really uh you know start to get enthused and passionate about whatever they choose that you know that sport to be whether it could be yoga to you know triathlon to just running alone is is a fantastic ability 
Hmm. Okay. So, so your first hint, your first hint would be not just doing, not just trying to stay fit for yourself while you're on the road, but help someone else, which, which is, is kind of a, that's a really cool motivator for, because I know if I'm working out and I'm teaching someone to do something, I'm actually working out harder. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So cool. I like that. I like that. So that I get by helping someone else out to improve their quality of life, basically. Mm-hmm. So, um, which Love has it. been a, a cool component because getting out in a new city, it, it, it can be a struggle and oftentimes difficult, but that is one motivation uh, tool that I use to, uh, to do that is just get the group together and then they all rely on me so I don't have a choice. <laughs> okay. So if you're on a business trip, if you're, you know, not all of us are fortunate enough to work with Cirque du Soleil, but if you're exactly. if you're on a business trip, you may have some other people who may be runners or um, or even just walkers and just yes. and just mm-hmm. grab them and and take a group. Okay. Okay. What's exactly. next? Um so the next thing too, and I, I just want to point out, I ran across this uh, company in San Diego called Go Tribal, and they are coming out with this really cool app called Active Buds. Oh, sweet! And uh, it's—I uh, think it's going to be launched next week. Uh, and what's that? What's going to be cool about that is when I get to a new city, I can go on Active Buds, and there will be people with similar interests and in sim- in similar skill level to what I have, and it will basically team you up with this person when you get to the city. So if I want to go out and do a Saturday morning 5K run, I'll be able to meet somebody with that similar interest who can either say, yep, here's the information, the place to go to, or I'm actually going out Saturday morning too. Why don't you come with me? So I'm super excited about that tool because whether you travel full time, it's a great opportunity, but even people who live in a city who want to do some physical activity, their neighbor two blocks down the road might be in the same boat, but they don't have somebody to do that with. It is going to serve this purpose of bringing people together in a like-minded, uh, you know, sports community to get out there and sort of support each other. What because a great better, idea! What's mm. better than you know being that person to support the other person and to have that you know sense of accomplishment? Like I really helped that other person do it, which mm-hmm. is a it's a cool factor. So I'm super excited about. That app, which is brand new, which is going to be coming out, which I think is going to really do a great service to the health and fitness community. Mm, what a great idea. I'm going to look for that, too. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Okay. No problem, so. Okay. Cool. Anything else? Um, you know, uh, again, it goes back to uh, just helping other people. One of mm-hmm. the other things I've been involved in, uh, and I started this in Las Vegas, was uh, after I had done a half Ironman triathlon, I... Uh, was inspired to uh, help blind athletes. I had ran into a, a blind child the day after I did my first half marathon, and I thought, you know, it's too bad that this this little girl will never be able to, you know, experience something that I just did. And while I was watching one of the Ironman World Championship DVDs, there was actually a blind athlete in in the Kona competition that year. And I went online and I searched, and I found an organization called SeeDifferent.org. And basically what they do is they pair up blind athletes with guides, which uh, is another cool component to staying healthy and, you know, fit, for me anyways, is uh, I can also give back my fitness to someone else who is not able to unless they actually connect with a guide. So 
Uh, one of the things that I do tell people that is, you know, well, how do you do a triathlon with a blind athlete? And it's very simple. Uh, during the swim, your bungee cord together, there's about a six-foot bungee cord, so you're just kind of guiding uh the athlete through the swim, you're not towing them or taking them along, that's illegal in the rules of uh, triathlon. Uh, and then on the bike, it's a tandem bike, so you're both on the bike, and then on the run, really we just, uh, you know, I hold the, the end of a shoestring and uh, my, you know, the other athlete will hold the end of a shoestring and they're kind of like their shadow and they just sort of run right behind you. So um, it's again another cool, cool way to give back to you know, just other people through fitness, which is at the end of the day keeping me healthy, but I'm giving back in yeah. uh, you know a different way. It's so. totally a mind, body, spirit approach to exactly. the whole thing, which yep. is what yep. my podcast is all about. Let me just ask yep. you logistically: when you're training for this marathon, do you train with the blind athlete as well, so that you can kind of coordinate the swim and the bike? Yep, ideally. Uh, the cool thing is ideally you would find someone in your city and I want to make sure that people know that it's not just triathlon there could be a blind athlete who just wants to run a 5k race Mm -hmm. and I shouldn't say just but they want to start out they don't want to do the swim or the bike absolutely these athletes need any person that is willing to help them maybe they just want to do a 5k walk but they still need that support and that person who can you know really uh, guide them through that experience and so what I did was I found an athlete, uh, Carlos, in Las Vegas, and we trained together and we raced together, that sort of thing. But I also, uh, the New York City Nautica uh, Triathlon, they had so many uh, blind athletes sign up that they just needed guides. So I ended up volunteering to uh, you know, go to that race. And that specific race, I had never trained with the, uh, the guy that was from Washington, D.C., so really, you know, the day before, we just did a quick swim together. We did a quick uh, tandem bike ride together just so we could get our rhythm down, that sort of thing. And then the next day, we really, we just went for it. So, um, but again, it was such a huge accomplishment. So even as long as you're trained up, um, gosh, I even raced with, uh, when I was in Boston, the tour was in Boston, and uh, you know, I just went online and I found Eric, who was a, another blind athlete. And we really only had a month together. We did a couple training sessions together, and uh, we raced. He was a phenomenal athlete. He was uh, better conditioned than I was <laughs> at that point. So, nice. you know, it's it's, and that was a fun challenge for me too, because I was like, you know, Eric, you're a very strong athlete, and uh, you know, because he he would do some things on his own that he could, and uh, you know, other than that, we just got together and we had a great time, and it was a fantastic race, and you know, another great memory, and again, we're able. I'm able to give back, and I would encourage anybody and everybody to just find that that sort of outlet to, you know, support, and you're only getting so many other benefits from, mm. you know, doing those sort of activities that, like you said, it's really, it's more than just the physical, it's the spiritual, and it's the, you know, everything involved to really make that a, a great event and opportunity and and to enhance not only their life but your life as well sure and what a fantastic idea and then as you travel around you have friends in all these different cities that you make (laughs) absolutely yep yeah and another cool thing um you know being on the road for two years i've been very fortunate that uh the group here at totem we really try to find local races uh in the communities that we're in so we had just gotten to atlanta and uh we, I had about six runners who wanted to do a half marathon in Atlanta on Saturday, and then I had uh, there was another guy who wanted to do the full marathon in Atlanta, but it just so happened to be the Sunday, the next day after we did the half. But uh, you know, I signed up to do both of them. It's the first time I've done back to back, so I did a half on Saturday and the full on Sunday, 
it's uh, you know identical to what the Goofy race is in uh, Walt Disney World, where they do the half and the full back to back. And again, Crazy. it was a phenomenal experience. <laughs> but I got to experience it with uh, you know two different groups of people, and um, it was fun. So we get that local flavor of you know, gosh, then we went to Miami. We did the Miami Marathon. A bunch of us did the half uh, the half in Fort Lauderdale a few weeks later, and then. You know, so we're able to connect and uh, really do all these local races, which I could never afford to do if I was, you know, still living in Las Vegas to fly and, you know, do all of these right. races. It would cost right. a fortune. So. Yeah. So if you're traveling, take advantage of the races that are out there. And that's that's amazing. I love that. And and I knew you were a little bit crazy when you told me you did the back to back half and marathon. But, you know, yep. I know that you're truly a freak because you did that. You did the most challenging marathon ever just recently. Tell us about the the Machu Picchu. The, the Machu Picchu run. So, oh, crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So back in January, um, I'm fortunate to be friends with uh, this girl named Winter. She's a 13, I think going on 14 years old now. And uh, her father passed away prostate cancer when she was eight. And her mission is to bring awareness to prostate cancer around the world. So she's a phenomenal young athlete uh, who's got a huge career ahead of her. But what she's uh, set out to do, her and her mother Dawn, is to set the world record of running uh, the Seven Continents Marathon, including Antarctica. And uh, in January, they said, hey, why don't you come and uh, run the Inca Trail with us? And at first, I was like, sure, great. It sounds like a a fun plan. Pretty little trail, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was like, a little trail running, not a problem. It was January at that time, and it's, uh, I just did the race last week, so it was, uh, you know, June, and I was like, I've got six months, it's going to be some altitude, no big deal. And I really underestimated the the challenge, and then when I started doing the research and understanding, you know, it it was basically three mountain passes, and uh, the first pass that you uh, run over, and I'm going to say run, uh, you don't really run because to climb to 13,860 feet is a feat in itself. Right. And, uh, you know, we, the whole race, I was able to uh, finish in nine and a half hours, which time for me is not a big deal, but I'm just happy that I got to finish. And, uh, yeah, but even, you know, when you land in uh, Cusco, Peru, uh, the elevation, you know, is at 11,000, 12,000. So immediately you're trying to acclimate to that uh that elevation, right. which can be a challenge for a lot of people, not uh, not to mention, you know, if you're an athlete and then you're going to start running, and literally we ran, uh, we arrived Saturday, we had about 24 hours, and then we started right in, and we did a four-mile run on Sunday, a five-mile run on Monday, and then Tuesday was uh, an eight-mile hike into the mountains just to get to the base camp of where the next morning we would start. So we hiked up there eight miles. We got in about two o'clock. We ate dinner at six. It was lights out at eight because it was truly a base camp. There was no running water, no electricity. Mm. And then, you know, two o'clock rolled around. We got up, had breakfast, four o'clock to start. And it was just something that, you know, you just literally ran and ran and ran basically all day. And uh, wow. it's it's a huge accomplishment because the elevation, you know, ascent and uh, the incline and decline, you know, I think it's over 8,000, 9,000, you know, 8,000 up, 9,000 down. And then the finish through uh, is basically to Machu Picchu, literally at uh, at the site there. So you come down through Sungate, and it's about a 3K run down into Machu Picchu. And a phenomenal race, though. I would recommend anybody who wants a challenge of a lifetime, that will, that will get you there. <laughs> you just... 
yeah, and then I think you just, you know, then you come back and it's, uh, you know, it's like what's going to be the next challenge and uh, that I'm looking for as we speak. I'm not quite sure yet. So. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty going to be pretty hard to top that. And how did Winter, yeah. Winter do? Because she has until Winter, she's 17 to uh, fulfill her, her goal of running on every continent, right? And she's... Yep, yep, 15. she was the first female who finished. Good for her! Aww. Yeah, so she rocked it out. Um, just a phenomenal, phenomenal little athlete. And uh, it'll be fun to watch her as her career goes, but even more so, like, the good that she's doing mm-hmm. with, you know, she's harnessing her athletic ability, and she's really raising awareness for uh, prostate cancer, all, you know, in the memory of her father. She's essentially doing what, what you do, Jeff. Uh, when you're working out, she's trying to work out, give back, and do it all at once. Which why not? Yep. I mean, that's why we get exactly. involved with all these organizations. So if we're if we're running in a race, we should try to link in with some force for good. So I, that's what I always try and, to know, do too. One of the fun things too, like if I'm doing a race, uh, you know, and I'm out there on the course, eight mile, eighteen, nineteen, I always try to uh, find a runner who is you know who might not be having their best run day. Mm-hmm. And they just need that person to say, you know, who are you? What are you doing? Why are you running this? And to take their mind off of what they, you know, the struggle mm-hmm. that they're going through. And it's a super great way to, you know, just encourage those runners or cyclists or whatever sport you're doing to get through either that hour or that mile 19 or mile 20, because we all have that power within us to really encourage one another. And that's the thing. It's like some people have huge platforms to make a difference. And, you know, I've got maybe one person, but that one person is just as important as those thousand people. Absolutely. And you know, we really need to just take a step down and, you know, it's just like everybody matters and it's just taking that time with that one person and you have no idea how you will impact or change their life down the road. So I've met many of running friends throughout uh, my two years on the road, which is phenomenal. I never would have done that in Vegas. So I'm grateful for my circ experience to be offering me that experience in the, you know, the fitness community, so to speak. Well, and you know, there've been studies that just by giving someone else a compliment or giving them uh, a little boost uh, while you're performing athletically, that you actually get a burst of serotonin and endorphins. And, and so it gives you that energy to keep going as well. So it's a, it's kind of a positive on all ends. Absolutely. It's what comes around goes around. Yeah. And those people get me through mile 19, 20, and 21 just as much as I do oh. with them. I agree. I so. remember a race, and I will still I still remember this guy. He was from Georgia, and we talked through almost to the finish line from mile 8. I think it was only a 10-mile race to mile 10, but I so appreciated yep. this guy. We had the same exact pace, and we just chatted and got each other through it, so it's it's really helpful. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for giving us your great tips for – working out and giving back on the road. And Cirque du Soleil is certainly blessed to have you on their team. So I guess if people want more information about your tour, Totem, they can go to the yep. Cirque du Soleil website, which is Cirque du Soleil. Uh, it's Cirque du Soleil.com. <laughs> okay, there we go. And, uh, yep, the Totem schedule is on there too. And uh, gosh, I'm on Twitter at Jeff D. Lund. And if you look on the website and you see that we're in your local community, we're headed to California next and then you know portland vancouver new zealand australia so um please reach out to me i love meeting new people and i'd love to go on a run or just talk fitness and talk uh you know races and anything like that because i think uh it's really the human connection that uh is part of the most rewarding part of this journey and that's where even machu picchu and inca trail the 
19 people that did that, it was it was the friendships that were made, which were number one important. Number two was accomplishing the race. But sure. it truly is uh, it's a fun journey out there. Sure. And is there a website that you can recommend where someone, if someone wants to work with blind runners? Yep. I would say uh, just go to uh, cdifferent.org. And even though they team up, uh, you know, triathletes, there's also people that just want runners or bikers or that sort of thing. And again, what I did for that one was they just said, go to your local blind center. And I literally, I called up in Las Vegas, the blind center. I said, hey, I'd like to know if anybody's interested. They said, yep, come. And I just talked to a bunch of people. And there was really three athletes who were interested. Unfortunately, uh, two of them were on the other side of town. So it wasn't easy for me to go pick them up and uh, where Carlos was a couple blocks away, I literally, I'd swing by, pick him up at the house, go to the pool, swim, drop him off, that sort of thing. So, you know, it takes a little bit of time, but the the reward at the end is, is completely invaluable. Yes, so, yes. But cdifferent.org is that organization for sure. Okay. And finally, just to give Winter a little plug, I, I was on her website earlier, but she has a website that is... Teamwinter.org. <laughs> Teamwinter.org. You can find yep. out and and get yep. involved with her endeavor to uh, create more awareness for prostate cancer. So Exactly. So and she's she, on Twitter and Facebook and all that and yeah, even just to follow of course, her story. Of course. Is a fun is a fun event to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jeff Lund, when I called you a crazy freak, I uh, said that with the <laughs> utmost admiration. Thank you so much. Hey, and I'll take that any day. I look forward to running with you in some crazy mm-hmm.